and welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast, WandaVision review. Today is the review of episode 6 of WandaVision, which I have deemed Halloween Havoc. This was an absolutely phenomenal episode from start to finish, my favourite in the series so far, and I want to thank you for joining me to listen to my review and breakdown of the episode again this week. If you want to follow me for active content, uh, regular content, engaging content, please follow me on Instagram at anythinggoespodcast underscore 616. Uh, Today, as always, we're going to give an overview of the episode from start to finish, go over the key points and takeaways, break down some of the Easter eggs, give predictions for what will happen now, and of course, give it a rating. Now, I'm going to start this week with our rating. Now, last week I gave episode 5 a 10 out of 10 due to the um, just the pure enjoyment I had watching that episode, and I thought, surely I can't do that again, but I'm going to be completely honest, this week's episode for me, Best by Miles, and I've given it another 10 out of 10. This series, I said to my wife when we were watching this, is easily my favourite thing on TV at the moment. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, but this is absolutely phenomenal every week, and I'm absolutely loving it. Being, you know, a big Marvel fan, a comic book fan, and and a fan of the wider MCU, you just, there are so many things that you notice, but also so many things still to look forward to, and that's what I'm enjoying the most about this. I'm just so excited to see what happens week on week and see where the MCU goes as a whole following this series. So thank you for joining me. I hope you're enjoying WandaVision as much as I am. So let's get started with the overview. So we join WandaVision this week with like a step into the 90s. We are at Halloween time and we are introduced to the episode through the eyes of Tommy and Billy. And this episode is very much seen as a homage to Malcolm in the Middle as the late 90s, early 2000s series. Um, Very similar in the way that there was fourth wall breaking, but also the intro, including the title card at the end of it. Now, as I say, we are at Halloween time, not Halloween time, um, and we see that everyone is dressed up. And this was, you know, straight away so much fun because we see that they are all dressed as themselves from the comics. Of course, uh, Wanda and Vision come down as... um, you know, themselves from the comic books. Wanda references the fact that she's a Sokovian fortune teller, which is potentially a reference to her mother from the comics. But we see Vision come down and how he's represented in the comics. And then, of course, uh, Billy and Tommy go and get changed as well, as well as Quicksilver or Pietro, all wearing comic book outfit, oh, sorry, comic book relevant outfits which was really exciting for me as a fan um, of the comic book. So I, you know, when they came in, and they were all dressed up, I was just like, oh, this is so awesome straight away. So really, really great. Now, from here, we immediately saw um, Vision saying that he was going to go out on patrol, he was going to go out on the neighbourhood watch, and Wanda went to say, well, you know, you're not supposed to, and he was sort of challenging that. And it turns out, you know, later in the episode, we found out that Vision, of course, wasn't doing that, and he was actually trying to build upon the suspicion that he started to get last week. Um, We're obviously going to go into more depth in that in just a second. Um, But of course, again, we see that Wanda... It's that question still. Is Wanda the one in control or is Wanda just the one that knows what she wants here? You know, because she goes to say that's not what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be here with us. Um, But Vision goes against that and she almost breaks character again in that situation. 
So following this, we see Vision go out and we see Pietro being the lazy man child of an uncle who has good intentions to keep the kids sort of happy and keep them um, occupied and excited about Halloween whilst Wanda and him try and establish some sort of relationship still. There's not really much interaction between Vision and Pietro during this episode, so I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um, Maybe something we're going to see next week or in the episodes coming up. Now... Throughout the episode, there's this sort of feeling that Pietro is very aware of everything that's going on. He actually, at the end of the episode, questions Wanda on, you know, how how have you done all this? I'm impressed. Um, Where did all the kids come from? You know, controlling a town. And then he references her previous powers of just being able to um, put nightmares in people's heads and things like that. So... He seems very aware of this. He even looks at, um, I think it's Billy, who's looking at the camera talking. He looks at Billy as he's breaking the fourth wall. So he's seemingly aware of what's going on around him. And he provides some really good comic relief here. But he, like, Vision's continually trying to figure out what's going on. But straight away, Pietro seems to be the most aware of everyone. So that was a really interesting development, especially seeing as he was only introduced late in the episode last week. So... Is that, again, is it something to do with the fact that potentially he's come from the multiverse, um, but the fact that he knows Wanda so much, is it just an extension of her psychological, um, you know, thought process, or is it something completely different? Again, you know, it's still, even though we're six episodes into this series, and there are only a few episodes to go, there are so many questions still to ask. From this point onwards, we essentially spend the episode out trick-or-treating. Wanda and Pietro take Billy and Tommy out to trick-or-treat, where we see no hiding of their powers. Of course, again, last episode, Wanda says to Vision after she created the dog collar right in front of Agnes, um, and the boys grew up right in front of Agnes, you know, I don't want to hide anymore, I don't want to hide my powers anymore. And it seems that Wanda is, you know, going along with that completely. So she, at the end of the episode, of course, she freezes everyone, she pushes Pietro, she takes control of... Um, the hex and pushes it out but she's also you know we also see Quicksilver moving around at quick speed in the background Wiccan and Speed Billy and Tommy they use their powers in open sight as well and of course Vision uses his powers by flying despite being in front of some frozen people he still uses his powers to fly and change his clothes which again we'll go into in more depth shortly um But that's a continuation of what Wanda said last week. She doesn't want to hide anymore, and it seems that she's not going to. So that was a really interesting development here. So as we say, um, they're out trick-or-treating, they're having a nice time. We see a really interesting scene where Wanda can't find Vision. She's surprised to find out that he's not on the patrol. And um, I can't remember the name of the character, but the um, African-American fella who's dressed as Frankenstein. I can't remember his name, and it's really bothering me now. Um, but he says, oh, do you want something changed? So again, they seem to be fully aware that this is something that's set up for Wanda. And again, Wanda is like, no, no, it's fine. If it were Wanda controlling this, would she have someone ask her that question? You know, it's a really strange sort of thing that's going on here. There's certainly this sinister undertone that I messaged after a uh, message mentioned in the reviews of episode one and two um, that has continued throughout every episode. But here it was really present again and something that you have to take notice of. So it was really interesting to see that. 
But during this time, obviously, Vision is nowhere to be seen for Wanda. Um, so he's going off. He's trying to break the narrative, essentially, which is really interesting. So he went against what he was saying to Wanda. He's lied to her face. So this could be the breakdown of their relationship as much as anything else. Um, but he goes against her wishes. Um, she went to say, like I said beforehand, that he shouldn't be doing certain things. So she's obviously got this ideal as to what he should be doing. Um, but he works... He he walks out towards the edge of town and he makes some really chilling discoveries. So um, to start with, we see fewer people and less activity. Of course, it's darker on the outskirts of town than it is where we see Wanda and Pietro with Billy and Tommy. Um, but the first thing we see is a, a woman and a man who are outside their house and they are stuck in a loop trying to hang up and put out Halloween decorations. And we see this really... Oh, like creepy scene where the woman who is trying to hang something, she keeps putting her arm up and down. She doesn't actually hook anything, but one single tear comes out of her eye and and it runs down her face. So, you know, again, that um, that overall feeling that the people of the town are trapped psychologically and physically, uh, sorry, physically, but not psychologically here necessarily. They are suppressing or being suppressed in some way, um, but they are in there and they keep breaking through every so often and this was really interesting and again the further vision got out the further vision went towards the edge of the town less and less happening and in fact we come across one sort of cul-de-sac in the town where everyone is completely frozen and this is obviously people who are furthest from Wanda are basically just completely still so again is this the work of Wanda is she you know, in in the last episode again, she sort of said, you know, how do you think I'm in control of everyone? Is it that she is in control and she's only in control of the people around her? Or is it that whoever is in control is only making an active effort to make the people near Wanda do things so that she thinks that everything is normal? So it's a really interesting contrast again in terms of the beliefs that we had um, through various episodes, you know. Um, so we stick with Vision and then we're going to come back to other bits. But in between, you know, what happens with Vision, we see the sword director, um, director Hayward, being an asshole, essentially. Um, that's what I've written down because that's essentially what he was doing. You know, he is very rude to Monica, uh, yeah, Monica Rambo. He's rude to Jimmy Woo and Darcy, kicks them off of the site, um, says that they shouldn't be coming back. They sort of sneak back in. Um, they very, it was very like, um, on the nose sort of reference to the first Thor movie when he tries to enter the shield facility that are around Mjolnir he just puts a poncho on and that's exactly what Jimmy and um, Captain Rambo did here as well so um, a little callback to the first Thor movie there um, it seems like throughout this episode when we're on the sword side that Hayward is becoming more and more a sub-villain um, on the outside world potentially um, and this might be driven by the fact that he you know specifically references how difficult it's been over the last five years during the time of the blip or the snap whatever we're going to call it um, and he specifically says something like keeping the lights on was extremely difficult and he make he says a line which is why I wrote asshole um, is because he says oh it's a good job you weren't here for the last few years um, not sure you would have been able to stomach it and that's sort of referencing again her mother dying but also everything that went on um, around the snap with Thanos etc so you know he's more and more becoming a villain but as Darcy Rambo and Jimmy um, come back into the site later on we find out that there are various different things that are not being told to people on site so of course we didn't know 
beforehand that they had Vision's corpse. That was something that he revealed late on to all the people he was supposedly working with. And we find out that there are lots of other things um, that are going on in the background that no one's aware of except him. And Darcy sort of uncovers a number of these, including some of the blood work for um, Captain Rambo, Monica Rambo, which I'm going to reference very soon um, because that leads into a big Easter egg that I've mentioned a couple of times before. Um, but, you know, Darcy's very close to unlocking every secret about him before, you know, what happens with Vision next. Um, but to reference that Easter egg really quickly, because that's one we can sort of cross off our list here. Um, uh, Captain Rambo is becoming Proton, who was her, who is her superhero alter ego. Now, I mentioned this, I think, a couple of episodes ago, if not the last one. Um, she's very much like a galactic superhero like Captain Marvel. It was specifically stated that her cells are changing. So on a molecular level, her cells are changing as a result of going in and out of the hex. Um, she plans to go back in again, which is obviously advised against because of the fact that she is molecularly changing. Um, so I think that's all going to set up a nice transition for her to become Proton. And this leads me into one of my big theories at the end. Um, so we're going to sort of round this all off today with one big theory slash one new takeaway. Um so let look forward to that at the end because there's one thing that I just couldn't help think about after they said that sort of thing. Now, we go back into the bubble. Um, we're basically going to stick with Vision for now. Um, Vision goes to the edge of town and Agnes is sat in her car and this is a really big thing for me because I've always thought and I've always said that Agnes is the villain or as she is like working with the villain to set this all up. But here, Vision uses his powers like he did last week on Marv to sort of get an idea of who the real person is away from the control. And she has a breakdown, recognises Vision as one of the Avengers, asks if she's dead. And when he says why, because you are, that's a really like spooky line. Again, this was a very spooky and sinister Halloween based episode, which was great. Um but Vision sort of calms her back down. She cackles like a witch. She's dressed as a witch for no apparent reason. I know it's Halloween, but again, that thought that Agnes might be Agatha Harkness from the comics, who is like the witch mentor to Scarlet Witch, is a very interesting prospect here. Um, but yeah, so she sort of gives Vision an idea of what's going on, and Vision, again, continues to become more and more suspicious, is more realising that the the people of the town of Westview are in real trouble, Um so he tries to get them some. Now, what happens is Vision exits the hex and sort of seemingly happy as he comes out to watch him suffer. He is being pulled back by the hex, by whatever this anomaly is, and it's ripping him apart. And they just stand and watch. And this is why Darcy sort of breaks her cover to go and try and help him. She ends up getting shackled to a, a truck, which obviously when... Wanda pushes the hex further out to help Vision. She actually gets caught up in it, Darcy. So it'll be interesting to see where she ends up, as well as obviously we saw a lot of the people being turned into clowns for a for a circus. So it'll be interesting to see how that all develops from here, as well. Um, especially because she's someone who knows so much what's going on, whereas beforehand everyone that's gone in there hasn't known what's going on. So that could be potentially something that's interesting to play on. Um, but again. They're happy to watch Vision die, strangely, but the, the big question is why? Now, why are they happy to let Vision sort of disappear and dissipate in some way? Um, but also, does it link to why they're tracking him specifically and why they had his corpse? Um, 
they had his corpse in terms of obviously they were potentially going to use him to understand the Mind Stone more, but maybe they were using him for something a little bit more evil in terms of making a weapon out of him or something like that. So very interesting. And again, answers will come in the future episodes, hopefully. Now, um, Wanda and Vision have a heart to heart. And she doesn't know, sorry, Wanda and Vision, sorry, Wanda and Pietro have a heart to heart whilst this is all happening. She doesn't know how she's doing all of this. So again, is she the one in control? Pietro sort of says, no, I'm really impressed with what you're able to do now. It's a real development on your previous powers. And she sort of says, I don't know how I did this. It's all, um, she talks about like this big amount of darkness and nothingness is all she can remember. And again, that sort of rings alarm bells for me that this isn't Wanda unless she's talking about like a mental breakdown and that she is going to be the big villain going forward but you know it's all up in the air is the bad guy actually nightmare as i've previously suggested is it mephisto you know again all big questions at this time um wiccan says oh, i can hear dad he's in trouble so obviously that's a reference to vision that's when the hex is pushed out um and then there's a comment from Pietro where he says, oh, it's not like your dead husband can die again. So that would suggest that Vision is still dead. Um, Wanda hits Pietro backwards, expands the hex. We saw everyone being transformed into clowns and into like a circus. And that's where the episode ends. Of course, I forgot to mention as well, um, Monica and Jimmy Woo are not in this sort of area. So they're not caught up in it because they've gone to meet... Um, and this is in quotation marks, her guy, um, who's going to help her get back into the hex. So this is really interesting. Who's that going to be? I mean, the way that they've kept it a secret, you have to assume it's going to be someone else from the MCU's past. Um, but very, very interesting. And overall, like I say, a fantastic episode. And that's a basic rundown. So what we'll do is we'll have a look at some of the Easter eggs and the key points and takeaways and predictions, as well as my new big theory that could be happening as a result of this series. Now, in terms of Easter eggs, we've talked about Captain Marvel... Uh, sorry, Captain Marvel, Captain Rambo becoming Proton. Um, there's a really cool reference to the fact that the original Quicksilver actor and this one, Evan Peters, were both in Kick-Ass because the kids say, oh, that's Kick-Ass. Um, I think maybe Pietro says it as well. They all run off and Wanda sort of, um, what's the word, like stalls on the word Kick-Ass. So clearly they've made like a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge um, sort of reference to the fact that Quicksilver actors were previously in kick-ass um we talked about the fact this is definitely a malcolm in the middle style episode um, whilst obviously at halloween as well the costumes all comic book references which was absolutely like it was just fantastic for that to happen um now the hair on quicksilver was another key point because it looked very much like wolverine specific hair now you might not know in the comics quicksilver does have like quick backed hair like that um but it was it it's never typically like that exactly. So I don't know if they were sort of meeting in the middle between a Wolverine tease and Quicksilver's original hair from the comics. So again, something potentially to keep an eye on. Uh, we also see the dead Quicksilver um, with bullet holes and like sort of grey dead face. This is a really interesting Easter egg because um, Wanda didn't actually see Pietro like that. Um, I guess she did eventually, but she would have seen the original Pietro like that, so she sort of put that onto someone else. So again, is that 
is, does that mean that this Pietra is real and she's just projecting onto him or does it mean that this is all a figment of her imagination and that's why she's able to do that so again just more and more questions I feel like I just add more questions to your plate really every week so I apologize for that um, and then of course we've talked about potentially another MCU character being um, introduced as Monica's contact and of course the fact that if she goes back in again she's likely to become proton uh sorry photon um so again really really interesting there now my predictions for the rest of this I'm going to go to my key points in just a second um my my main predictions are to see firstly I want to see more of Wiccan and Speed developing their powers growing up a little bit um and hopefully like like we say they're sort of um, not controlled by Wanda they haven't been since they were introduced so does this mean that they are actually real children um, there was one really really awesome easter egg I haven't mentioned here and I can't see where I've written it down because I really wanted to mention it um, it's really interesting so I talked about beforehand that Billy and Tommy Wiccan and Speed um, are actually made from portions of Mephisto who is the MCU's devil's soul and in one scene where they are outside trick-or-treating Quicksilver or Pietro says go and get them devil spawn so he calls them devil spawn and I think that the MCU don't really do anything by accident and that's a really specific thing to say because you could call two kids going off to cause trouble pretty much anything but he specifically calls them devil spawn so that's a really clear reference to Mephisto potentially or it's just again it's just another teaser but something to be aware of in terms of going forward but I want to see them continue to grow up and I want to see how they sort of interact in terms of using their powers towards the end of this series and hopefully if they are real kids which I am hoping they are they will obviously be able to join like I've mentioned before the young Avengers or they will be able to be trained to become members of the Avengers long term um, we need to see how those that are now in the circle or sorry in the hex have been sort of transformed like Monica Rambo was as we've seen and the people of the town have been transformed to be whatever whoever is controlling this wants them to be specifically Darcy like I said she's got so much knowledge about what's going on and sort of figured it all out I don't know whether she's going to play a big role from the inside um, and then hopefully we'll begin to see more of Sword's evil plan or you know just Hayward's evil plan in terms of why Vision was the main focus for them and what their plan is to do with him going forward. So key takeaways and the key points from this. So things are just not as they seem. The people um, on the periphery of Westview aren't active at all. They are stuck in a loop. Is that The big question again for pretty much everything is why. Is it because they're not near Wanda or is it because the person who's controlling all of this is only focused on the things going on around Wanda. If that's the case, you've got to think like, oh, if it's someone else, you'd got, you've got to think like they would surely make the effort to do it around Vision as well because they want to keep him under this impression, whereas Wanda didn't know where Vision was at any point of this. So if it was her in control, surely she'd know where everyone is. So it's there's so many ways that we can look at this. I'm still not quite sure that Wanda's going to be a villain come the end of this but it's really interesting because Vision just continues to become more and more suspicious you know he's no longer able to or is no longer willing to follow the narrative that Wanda is setting out for him and the other characters he's actively trying to go against that so it's interesting to see where he is next week after everything that's happened you know he's been outside the hex he's tried to get help for people he's almost died um, if that's what we're going to call it and we don't see him at the end of this episode after the hex gets expanded and he sorts of get rescued by it so 
are we going to see some sort of backlash from that or is he going to be reintroduced completely um, unaware as he was in the opening couple of episodes so really interesting in terms of what's happening with Vision specifically here and again is it something to do with Sword who knows Um, we also saw that Agnes like I said this is a takeaway rather than just a discussion point Um, but I do want to discuss as well Agnes was shown as not as sinister and not as aware of everything that's going on in this episode, but I'm still unsure. You know, I still think that, you know, like I said, she was dressed as a witch, she had laughing like a witch, she was on the periphery of town, it just so happens that Vision came across Agnes, of all people, on the periphery of the town that tried to then set him up to go outside. Um, so it's really, really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to say about it, really. I sort of think that Agnes is potentially this witch-based character. She had the Grim Reaper necklace on before. She had all this different involvement where she's seen magic, she's seen powers, and she's not reacted whatsoever. Um, so it, I, I just don't know. Maybe whoever's in control is controlling um, Agnes around Wanda like they are everyone else. We just... We have to wait and see. I hate the fact in this podcast I can't give too many answers. Um, But the main reason, of course, of this podcast is to provide some theories and provide some insight in terms of the background of things. So hopefully that's helping. Um, The the big one for me, I'm such a massive Quicksilver fan, um, is whether Pietro is from the multiverse or if this is just a figment of Wanda's imagination. I want more than anything there to be a Quicksilver-type character. Now, I'd love it to be Quicksilver specifically, but it seems that we are going to be having Wiccan and Speed long-term. So if we've got Speed, then that's fantastic, and obviously I'll be more than happy with Tommy playing that character throughout the rest of the MCU. But it's really important for us to reference the fact that Wanda's not sure where he came from. And for someone who's so aware of everything that's going on, he's very vague about how he came to be in this location. He sort of says, you know, I was in the dark and I heard you shouting and I came to help. But everything else he's really, really clearly aware of, including everything that's going on. So it's really interesting um, in terms of development. And again, another thing to touch on, Wanda is again the one being asked, do you want things changed? Are you happy with the way things are? So if... It's her creating it. Would she have people ask her those questions? It's just, it's so up in the air. And I love the fact that we are six episodes into a nine episode series and we have no more answers than we did at the start of the episodes. So that's why this is an episode for a a 10 out of 10 rating for me. I've absolutely adored it. And my new big theory is, are the people of Westview or are some of the people in Westview or some of the S.W.O.R.D. agents, you know, whoever, are we going to see them become the first mutants in the mcu now we know that marvel have signed the x-men from fox um we know that the x-men are going to be introduced in this and the next phase we know that they haven't got a direct way to introduce the mutants without sort of going against everything they've done so far they can't just sort of say look there are mutants now there has to be some sort of thing to cause that now a lot of people thought it might be the like residue from the snap but it seems that they're not going that way. So is it going to be that people who have been in touch or like been through this hex um, portal that have been in touch with Wanda during this time will be affected and they will mutate in some way like Captain Rambo is becoming Photon? You know, that's my new big theory. Potentially we are going to see the X-Men created in this world. But who knows? Um, 
as always, I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. I'm sorry I don't have more answers for you. There are just questions, questions, questions from this series. But I think that's what makes this series so enjoyable is that it doesn't give us the answer straight away and then give us action scene after action scene in the series. It gives us anticipation to, you know, it builds up the anticipation, it gives us suspense and it continues to give us this sinister undertone that you can't get away from. Now, I want to thank you, as always, for listening to this podcast. Let me know any theories that you have. Let me know any concerns you have for Wanda and Vision going forward. Tell me what you think is going to happen in the future and tell me how much you're enjoying this series so far. I'm probably going to go back and watch it when it finishes because I've enjoyed it so much and just binge watch them back to back so that I can try and pick up on anything that I might have missed. But I've been Toby. This has been the WandaVision Anything Goes podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, please do so at Anything Goes podcast underscore 616 and I will see you soon.